The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. CSPN and the WrestleCast present to you Cast of Strong Style with your hosts JPK Moto and Don DeLorente. Welcome to Cast of Strong Style, episode 12. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and of course, I'm joined by Moto. Hey, Moto. Hey, 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 Don. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. It's good to be talking some New Japan with you once again. Yes. I, I missed it. I miss all of you guys, and I'm happy we're doing this once again. Of course, of course. You can follow Moto at JPKMoto on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Don DeLorente, and you can also follow the podcast at Cast Strong Style. So, there's been some news since we've last talked to each other, Moto. And the big news is Okada, the Rainmaker himself, has been named the number one wrestler in the PWI's 500. First time ever for a Japanese wrestler. Oh my gosh. What what fantastic news for Okada. Congratulations to Okada. New Japan has got to be thrilled with this news. Such attention going on their promotion. And Okada deserves it. I mean, one of the best sellers in the business. One of the best storytellers in the business. Heck, he is one of the best in the business. Point blank. Period. I'm very thrilled for this. What about you, Don? Yep. There's nobody who's had a better year than Okada. He's had multiple five-star matches. He's had multiple four-star matches. He's, you know, done so many great things, one-on-one, tag team matches, um, and ROH, just all over the place, man. Nobody's had a better year than Okada. So glad that he's getting his props and glad that we have, you know, had the chance to cover this run that he's been on the last year, probably, you know, 18 months or so since he's really been at this high, high level. It's a, it's a great time for wrestling, great time for New Japan, and great time for Okada. I'm proud. Yes. Uh, his greatest dancing partner, Okada's that is, Kenny Omega, came in at number five in the PWI 500. So big up to Kenny Omega. He definitely deserves it. Probably could have been higher in the eyes of some people. Like mine. Uh, because, <laughs> because, you know, Okada doesn't have all these great matches by himself. Kenny has been definitely his greatest foil. And, uh, They've had nothing less than three five-star matches so this year in the last uh, six months. So, you know, kudos to both of those guys putting New Japan on a bigger scale, on a greater scale, and uh, catching the eyes of the mainstream and all the people who, you know, are really serious about their wrestling media. So at this point, we'll roll into our Road to Destruction card. This happened a couple of Sundays ago. New Japan getting back after their long break from the G1. Um, They're coming back in now to build up towards the King of Pro Wrestling, which is their big event in October. But we've got these destruction shows that happen in between now and then. So this is our road to destruction before we have destruction in Hiroshima and destruction in Kobe. So we start off this one with Nagata and Kawato, my favorite, versus Nakanishi and Umino. This is Red Shoes' Red Shoes' son, right? Yes, that is correct. Okay, he's growing on me. Really? Yes, he's he's growing on me because he's got a little heel in him a little bit. He's got a mm. little dirty in him a little bit. I, I kind of like that. All right, so Nagata hits Umino with an exploded suplex. Then Nagata applies a cross face, and of course, the young boy Umino taps out. Good opening match, you know the you know Nagata always taking the young boys under their under his wing is always one of my favorite matches to to see, and it happened to be Kawato, who's always my fave because he just runs in there with full abandon. He's not afraid, and Nakanishi and Nagata always seem to uh, hit each other extra hard when they get a chance to wrestle each other. So it's always fun. That's true. It was yeah again. It was a good solid opener as usually these um, young lion matches are. And I agree with you that he's growing on me. It, the funny thing is seeing um, Umino and Kawato in the ring, 
you can see the stark difference between these two right off the bat. Coato has that underdog look. You want to root for him. I always, I always want to do that. But for um, Umino, when I look at him, I enjoy seeing him get kicked down. And I was wondering why that is. And when you said he has a heelish kind of vibe to him, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think he could be potential to be a really good heel if he, you know, works on it. And we'll see where it goes. But I, I agree with you. I want to see where this where it goes with him. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really intrigued by this uh, whole crop of young boys. Um, they've got something here with these guys, and uh, you know, when they take their excursions and come back, they're all going to be really big. So. Um, that's a really good system they have in New Japan with always keeping it fresh when it comes to young boys. What a Next concept. Up, <laughs> right. Next up, we have Oka and... The King of Beef! Kizamara versus Goto and Yoshihashi and his like- week. Goto hits Oka with several kicks and basically he like pummels them down and they get the win. King of Beef in those chops. Wow. That's all I have to say. That's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I gave it to you one time. Okay. All right. I'll I will sort of accept that for now for your homage. (laughs) Sort of. Um this match uh started with the back and forth with uh Yoshiashi. Um I loved when the King of Beef like shook the ropes like the ultimate warrior. He is just looking more and more scary as time goes by. He's got facial hair now, and he's just like a beast. I I love seeing it. Um, I love this, the setup Goro did with um, the King of Beef on the ropes and then Yoshiashi drop kicking him. And then there was a good spot with the Boston Crab that took, you know, a while longer. And I love seeing the King of Beef look together. I just love seeing them together. I just, I need a, a meat type of name for him. Um, if they're a tag team, I was thinking of the meat connection, but I don't think that's a really good name. So I think I'll leave it up to our, our <laughs> listeners. The meat connection probably doesn't work so much. But um, I'll figure that out to y'all. Y'all, y'all can do that. <sighs> Man. There's a joke to be had there, but we're going to move on to Beretta <laughs> and Jado versus Yujiro and Chase Owens. Yujiro hits a fisherman buster, followed by the Pimp Juice DDT on Jado, and they get the win. Chase Owens, another guy, getting increasingly better. I, I agree with you beginning to like what I see from him. And uh, Beretta is taking his kind of first steps into the quote-unquote heavyweight division with uh, Jado as his, as his partner So in this particular match. I wasn't a particular fan of this match. I do agree that Chase is improving in my eyes. I'm warming up to him. His wrestling, his comedic timing needs to be worked on quite a bit. Um, his jokes are just very obvious, and he just, like, he, he needs to work on that. But his wrestling... Other all other aspects of the wrestling are improving, and I think he's adjusting well to the New Japan uh, style, the company, everything. I like what I'm seeing, and yeah, but the match is all right. But but I'll say that kudos to Chase Owens and Beretta too. Beretta too. I, I want to see where he he goes in the company in his excursion. Next up, we have Juice Robinson and David Finley versus Leo Tonga. And bad luck Fale. Now, before we get into what happened in this match, we'll let everybody know that Leo Tonga is a name that you haven't heard before. That's because he is the youngest brother of the Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga, and his brother. Um, give me his brother's name because it's Tangaloa. Leo. Tangaloa, thank you. Because I always seem to invert them for some reason. Because of Tonga. But, Yes, thank you. But Leo is actually taking Kenny Omega's place because Kenny has a slight tear in his MCL. He is getting, you know, rehabbing. He will be in Kobe on September 24th, this Sunday. Kenny now! To defend his United States Championship against Juice Robinson. But he's just sitting this tour out to make sure that he can make that big show. And Leo Tonga has been taking his basically his place in these matches. So um, he's six foot eight and he's the little brother (laughs) of the youngest son of King Haku, AKA Ming. um, For those of you who are WCW fans. So yeah, promising, promising lad. Um, He was famous for his rugby, but now he is transitioning over to trying to be 
a young boy in a part of New Japan. So good luck to him. In this particular match, Finley saved Juice Robinson from a chokeslam by Leo by giving Leo the stunner. Juice then hits Pulp Friction on Leo, and they get the pin, and they get the win. Shout out to Team Tassels, which was Juice Robinson and David Finley. Tassels for days. Juice Robinson had, like, the Macho Man jacket. Tassels was all over the place, and then Finley with them crazy tassel boots. So Team Tassels from now on. That's that's what I'm calling them. So Team Tassels, it was, I, I'm actually, you know, they have a very good chemistry together as a tag team. I like seeing them. Uh, for the match, it started off being a lesson of sorts for Leo. Um, Fale would direct him to do something, and he would just follow it. So it would be like a Simon Says type of deal, where every move Fale would do, Leo would do. So it was kind of weird at first, but then, so then you see that they were dominating in the match. And then when it got reversed, um, Leo, you know, ate the pin, but that's all right. And it was, it was a good introduction for me, for Leo. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on him just yet. Yeah that's, the, yeah, that's our first time really getting, getting a good look at him. He's definitely not ready, but there's a spot here. He can be in a match with some guys who are very experienced, and that's the only way he's really going to get better. So, you know, why not throw him off the deep end at first, and then they can always pull him back to the shallow end. And fun fact, yeah. he um, learned wrestling in uh, Ballet's Dojo in New Zealand. Nice. So next up, we have the ace, Tanahashi, Makabe, Koshida, Taguchi, and Ricochet versus Azuka, Takamitsunoku, El Despi, Desperado, Kanamaru, and everybody's favorite, Taichi. Uh. Well, while the ref was down, Taguchi pokes Taichi in the eye and then rolls up Taichi to get the win. So Taguchi using a little bit of those Suzuki gun tactics to get the win. Very fun 10-man ten, ten tag. I really uh, have really underestimated Koshida this year until they started listing off, like, best of the Super Junior winner. Um, he's, like, the champion in ROH. He's the champion, the junior heavyweight champion in New Japan. It's like, yeah, yeah, he's really doing it. So, big ups to Koshida. Yes, he's very accomplished. I mean, that time machine really worked wonders for him. You know, the Dicky the Dickies is, is working for him. He's he's getting all these belts. Uh the the match was very fun. Very fun. I I've noticed that Kanamaro, he always comes out with this whiskey and he spits it out. He just looks like he hates it. It doesn't look like he's he's a badass. It just looks like he just hates doing this whiskey. Like he's just like, Ugh, why why'd I just do that? So probably hates that- wasting it. He probably hates wasting it, you know, no, like, why, why no. am I getting rid of this very good alcohol for, for nothing when I could be consuming this? No, his face looks like he just bit into a lemon. That's that's what it looks like. Like, nah, I, I am, I'm not buying that. But then again, you know, that that is a waste. That is that is a waste. But um, Tana's hair is short with highlights. Um, if you don't know, he um, did a movie, so he had to cut his hair short and dye it. Um, it's with highlights. So- Set the whole Japanese media on fire. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he did it for a movie role. Um, I absolutely hate it. He went from the cool wrestler to the minivan mom who's a hairdresser who asks for the manager every time something might be wrong. So I want to grow now. Um, those were the looks. After that, um, the tactics changed for Suzuki Gun. Taichi, instead of, you know, hitting people with the, the bottom of the mallet, Decided to jam it up Tanahashi's nose. And I was like, okay. I don't know if that's an improvement, but it's it's a different thing. And um, it was fun when Izuki, Izuka bit Tana's bad bicep. Um, Ricochet was smooth as usual. Um, I noticed that Makabe was, like, whiffing some of his punches. And Izuka and his wrestling, I mean, it's it's Izuka, so. And, you, know what, you know why Izuka's over with me? For, for, one, for one thing. Because he goes to the crowd and does that old school entrance like Terry Funk and Stan Hansen used to do, where they walk through the crowd like swinging the 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 cowbells or Brandon Iron and make the people scatter. Well, I, I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm saying in terms of like his wrestling, it's not that great. But I, oh, yeah, I like him for the gimmick. He looks like yeah, he's yeah. going to eat kids out of the crowd. I think that's 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 hilarious. I think it's great. Right, it's off. His wrestling is awful, but the golden fingers and all that <laughs> stuff, yeah, that's that's good stuff. That's really like the Suzuki gun tactics are what they are, but you know, gotta have a little bit in there, I guess. What about what about your fave though? 
Taichi. Who? Who's that? Who's that? Ta- Ta- everybody's favorite. No, no, sir. That's that's uh, he, he. You know what? I'll say this. I'll give him credit for doing what heels do. Make people hate them. He he does his job. He's very effective at it. We don't want him there. He can wrestle. He can wrestle, but that gets overshadowed by all the gimmicks he pulls out. I like the gimmicks personally, especially when he gets ready to do the super kick and he does the tearaway pants. Yeah, and I like when he gives us the full entrance with the singing you, and uh, what? What's her name? What's what's her name? You gotta always remind me. Uh, Miho Abe. Yes, her. When she's with him, I, I love it. She's the best part of his act. What are you? What are you talking about? You like his? What is this? What is going on right now? I'm not. I don't know. I think I think because so many people are down on him that I've kind of like gone the other way and just been like, you know what? I, I kind of like what some of the things he does. You have lost your ever-loving mind, Don. <laughs> you have lost it, sir. You have Contrarian. lost it. Contrarian. Did you see what they did to Taguchi in the post-match? Didn't she slap him in the face? Mm-hmm. And then they, well, she came up to him all, you know, on some I think I like you type of stuff. And then she smacked him and then they beat him down. And that's when they challenged uh, Ricochet and Taguchi to the title match. Poor Taguchi. He never stood a chance. Never stood a chance. Next up, we have a triple threat for the IWGP tag team titles as we have War Machine, the champions versus Gorilla of Destiny and the Killer Elite Squad. So Hanson tries a big crossbody that wipes out both members of the Killer Elite Squad. War Machine then hits the fallout on Tongaloa and War Machine. They get the win to retain the titles. Again, Hanson and Bro, two big guys doing things that two big guys shouldn't do. And it's very entertaining. I like the mix of uh, KES and this. Um, Lance Archer scares me. He's a really big, scary man. And David Boy Smith, so is Junior. It's always good to see him, you know. Russell, his dad was really over in Japan, and and it seems like he's kind of carried that over for himself. So always good to see second generation wrestler get you know do well. Well, you can tell he he works hard. This match was very very good in my opinion. All teams looked good. The pacing was good. Unfortunately, the crowd didn't care, which sucked because I didn't hear there was not like a peep from the crowd. They just didn't care, and I and it kind of hurt the match for me a little bit because like you know they deserved more than what the crowd was giving them. Um, Tongaloa came out in the MVP singlet, John. Lance with the cornrows. <laughs> and, you know, I, okay. The, I knew it was going to be a good match just seeing those two things. So Tama Tonga started off with Lance Archer. He did this two sweet motion. And then he did the highest pitch scream I've heard in quite a while. And then just ran out. And I just thought that was the funniest thing. And then when um, the spot where Lance hit Tama with the with the high lariat, well, when Deborah Smith was was holding him was good. War Machine with their agility and their power, it, it's it's great. They don't have the speed that God has, but they do have the power and the agility. So they have two out of the three. Where like God, they don't necessarily have the power, but they have the agility and the speed. And Kes, they don't have the speed but they have the power and the agility. It's just, it was just a good balance for me. I think this, this, this match really worked except for the crowd. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I thought the guys really worked hard and, you know, war machines are tough. Like, you know, I liked them when they first got the titles and I said that they were probably get a chance to hold them for a little while because they're big and they can do a lot of things. And they still are. And, and I, I just like them. I, I like them a lot. So big ups to war machine. We have Ishii and Will Osprey versus Naito and the ticking time bomb Takahashi without Daryl conspiracy. Let's 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 not let's let's not let's not do that. Okay, uh, Naito hits pop up low blow to Will Osprey, then follows that up with the Destino, and he gets the win. So Naito using those heel tactics hashtag to get the win. Uh, suppose, uh, supposedly Takahashi uh, has left Daryl in Japan for some, I mean, not Japan, but in England for some R&R. <laughs> and hopefully he will be returning to Japan really soon. I, I think for Takahashi's sake, it's kind of good that Daryl has a break. He shouldn't just be all about Daryl. And I, I think there's, um, for Takahashi, he he lost a lot. He lost a lot. So we uh, so he needs uh, he needs a revamp, in my opinion. As far as the match goes, uh, Osprey started off hot, 
with with the offense right against, and then Naito stepped in and just would just stop him out and and but then Osprey reversed that with a double drop kick, which I liked. Um, it got better when Ishii stepped in, and then everybody was just outside, and then he like whipped Naito into the barricade, and then Tahashi um, working Ishii's bum knee really well. Naito joined in, and whenever Will would come in, Naito would just put a kibosh to it. But then when Will really got his offense going, of course his agility, the aerial assassin, he went in and he he there was just a lot like the corner drop kick to both Naito and Takahashi, and then going into the standing moonsault. It was a very good match. Very good match. Naito, Will Ospreay, Ishii, and Takahashi, they're probably in the top 20 of, like, really good wrestlers in the world. So, yeah, if you put all four of those guys in a tag team match together, it is gold, and they definitely delivered. This was a really fun match. I enjoyed it. Next up, never openweight six-man title match as we have Evil, Sonata, and Bushi versus Okada, Iyano, and Rocky Romero. The rap icon. <laughs> Things break down when Evil hits the STO on Okada. Bushi then hits the MX on Rocky Romero, and LIJ gets the pin. After the match, Sonata puts Gato in the paradise lock just for good measure. Uh, this match, um, for me... I didn't. I could not see it. I could not see Rock Romero, Yano, and Okada winning this match. So I really kind of lost interest right from the rip because I was just like, I know these guys are going to retain. It was all right, you know. Um, I like when Bushi came out with the T-shirt, started choking. Folks, as he does, um, it was a good preview for the um, for Evil and Okada and feuds. But it was just for me. I just didn't have much interest because I just looked at it as another. Three three man match. There was no pressure. It just it just wasn't there for me. Um, I did like afterwards that they embarrassed Ghetto by by putting him in the lock and then <laughs> posing with him. That was to get at Okada for sure. And uh, yeah, of course it worked. So I think it was just more of the aftermath that we're looking at than the match. But it was alright. Right, right. Evil, you know, being able to hit his big move on Okada was really kind of the highlight of the match, as you said, setting up their uh, confrontation that's coming here really soon. So, Our main event for this event was Minoru Suzuki versus Michael Elgin in a never openweight title a lumberjack match. So, of course, we've got all the guys from Suzuki Gun around the ring. We've got, you know, some of the guys from Chaos and here and there, you know, supporting Big Mike. Well, mm-hmm. Elgin hits the Elgin bomb. But the Killer Elite Squad comes down and pulls the ref out of the ring. Then War Machine comes out, and they run Killer Elite Squad to the back. Azuka comes down. He hits Elgin with the Iron Fingers. Suzuki then hits Elgin with the Gosh Pile Driver. And Minoru Suzuki retains the Never Open Weight Championship. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I'll, I'll set it up this way. Uh um, in Michael's corner was Tanahashi, Ricochet, Taguchi, Kushida. So Team Taguchi, basically. And, of course, Suzuki Gun for uh, the demon himself. It was Taichi, El Desperado, a.k.a. the Menacing Chef, Kanemaru, and Taka Mishinoku. Um, it began slow with a back and forth. The crowd was definitely for Elgin on this one. It, it broke down quickly and was brought outside. Um, and unlike the last Lumberjack match that Suzuki was involved in, the lumberjacks from the other side didn't take too long to respond. They just went in, which was which was good because I I noted that from last time. Um, Michael Elgin reminded how agile he was when he like went over the rope and then followed with the German suplex. It was just great. Um, the I think the antics we all expected him, of course, but it was just so much for me that I'm just like, can he can he win on his own? I guess I guess maybe it did the job that it was supposed to do because I'm like, can you win on your own now? Suzuki like. Are you, you're that afraid that you're just going to do all that? Can, can you win on your own? Do you even believe in yourself? I don't know. Or maybe he's hedging his bets. But for me, it, was, it just took away from the ending. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe uh, this might set up for something future for Elgin. But mm, I, I just didn't like the ending. Overall, the match was good, though. I think Suzuki Gun is just there to get heat. So the more they do this, it's just, you know... They're they're making you feel what you're supposed to feel. I get that I feel this way, but I'm tired. 
Like, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not like, oh man, it's just like, uh, again, like, again, I, I want, I want something it's, different. It's, 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 it's happened too frequently, so it's not having the same effect that it once had. Correct. Correct. I, I want some surprises. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, something that is not a surprise, and that is cast a strong style and you helping us keep the podcast free here on CSPN. So please go to CSPN.us, click on the banner that says support our podcast, and then click on our uh, sponsors and click on Skull Candy Headphones. Get you some brand new listening devices, whether you need a Bluetooth speaker or you need Bluetooth headphones, whether you need headphones for working out, you can get all types of headphones and headsets and speakers through Skull Candy and CSPN.us. So go to CSPN.us, click on the Skull Candy uh, banner, do your shopping as you normally would. Some of your purchase will come back here to help keep the podcast free right here on CSPN. So please, CSPN.us and Skull Candy, do it today. So now we'll move on to the destruction event in Hiroshima that took place this past Sunday. We had a very, very star-studded event as uh, we got right into the meat of the action as we had Tenzan, Shushin Thunder Liger, and Tiger Mask versus Goto, Yoshihashi, and his wig, Jado. Excuse me. Wait, wait, wait. Yes? You forgot something. Yes. Tiger! Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoshihashi hits. I'll give you a chance to do it again. Mask with a big lariat, and then applies the butterfly lock, and Tiger Mask t- taps out. Uh, I mean, yes. I mean, t- Tiger Dad, I'm sorry. You, you took the L. Took the L. Um, it was a strong beginning offense from Legend Liger. No surfboard, unfortunately, but it was it was cute. It was a good match. Um, I like the superplex in the middle, mm-hmm. and um, the Tiger Bomb. Love a Tiger Bomb. So it was good. Just solid opening match to get the crowd going. Uh, is getting close to tag league time, so Jado is making his, you know, yearly warm up appearances. Makes sense. Do, 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 do you feel a certain way about Jado getting back in the mix? Mm, I think that he should kind of step away at this point. It's kind of let's 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 not mince words. He's old, and I just he's not bad, but it's just he's he's old, and it's showing a bit, and that's that's all I'll say about that. All right. Next up, we have again Jose Robinson and David Finley versus Bad Luck Fale and Leo Tonga. David Finley hits Leo with the stunner that leads right into Juice hitting the Pulp Friction. And again, Jose Robinson and David Finley get the win. They're really putting over the Pulp Friction. Um, if you listen to the American. Uh, commentary. Basically, Kevin Kelly gave it the, you know, the DDT stamp of approval when Jake the Snake was using it as a finisher. You don't get up when he hits this. So they're putting it over huge. They're putting juice over huge. And coming up, when you hear this podcast, this Sunday, he's got the biggest mess of his life coming up. Mr. Juice has come a long way. I will never get tired of saying that. He has come such a long way. Um, I, I liked Team Tassels, of course, again. Um, the match was obviously for a showcase more for, for Juice than anything like that. Um, Leo, for me, comes off a little bit like an oaf. And maybe he needs to get his bearings. Again, he needs more seasoning. But there's some there's like a disconnect. And maybe he might benefit from doing this whole, doing the, the Young Lion route for him. I just do not think that he's ready to be in the ring. I don't. It just seems like he's doing just basic moves and his timing's off and he, he'll he get it. He just needs more seasoning and maybe it's not the right time for him. All right. Next up, we have Tripper. No, no, I want to do it. I have to do it. Oh, go ahead. It's Rapongi Vice. Rapongi Vice. Rapongi Vice. I said it thrice. Rapongi Vice. Their very last match as a tag team versus Chase Owens and Yujiro. Uh, before I start, Yujiro was doing his Tokyo pimping because Petra was there. Thank you very much, Yujiro. You make my viewing so much better when she's there. Um, 
it's just a very a very sad match uh a tearjerker um you might say i uh I, I know how you were watching this match i i put it out on twitter so the the followers and the listeners could could, could see your emotions your range of emotions it was it was it was it was emotional for me um you know i'll i'll just let you do your thing and then i'll i'll i'll, I'll say what i have to say go ahead Don. okay well Trip Beretta, he fights off the package power driver from Chase Owens. Rocky and Beretta hit the double knees to Chase. Then they follow it up with a strong zero to Chase. And they get the win to win their final match together as a tag team. After the match, Nijiro tells Beretta he needs to just stay in the juniors. And then he says since that's not the case and he really wants to step up to the big leagues, he's going to challenge him to a match. And then for the last time ever, we get to see the big high five from Rocky Romero and Trimpera. Moto, it's the end of an era. It is. It it is. Um, I'll uh, I'll say the, the the match. It was quicker than than before. I really definitely got the sense of finality from this. I kind of wish the the Young Bucks match would be their final, but of course they had to you know do their farewell. Um, they're they're just adorable. They're they're great at what they do, and you know, Beretta wants to do his thing solo. Romero gave his seal of approval. I just I just like seeing these guys. I will always like seeing them. They've had some tremendous matches. The big high five. They're just adorable. They're my gems. I always call them my gems, and I still call them my gems. They're just great. And I I heard about your thirst. Don't 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 be taking Rapongi Vice with your thirst. All right. We all know Peter Stick. We all know. All right. But this is Rapongi Vice. It's all about Rapongi Vice. I mean, somebody's got to do it. Don Callis didn't make this trip this time because uh, he was back with uh, Kenny Omega helping him rehab. So, I mean, somebody had to give some Peter appreciation. Listen, I, I I'm appreciate here for the job. I say she's here. She's pretty. She's thick. We all know that. She is thicker than a snicker. That is correct. She is built like a brick house. All right. All right. She's got a booty. She's got a donk. All right. We all know that. We all know that. Well, hey, you admire who you like to. I admire who I like to. You don't see me talk about Kenny Omega's pecs during Rapongi Vice, do you? Well, Kenny Omega wasn't anywhere near this match, but... But he's got great Peter, pecs. But but Peter was, as she was directly accompanying Yujiro, and he was in the match. But she wasn't. It's Rapongi Vice. It's about Rapongi Vice. <laughs> Rapongi Vice. Yes. Shout out to Rapongi Vice. Forever. 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 <laughs> Next up, we have Makabe, Michael Elgin, and Ibushi versus Suzuki, Azuka, and Takamichinoku. Kota Ibushi makes a strong comeback and he hits a standing moonsault to Azuka. Ibushi then follows that up with the standing knee strike to Azuka and gets the pin, and his team gets the victory. Um, Good six-man tag. Abushi doing Abushi things is always fun. Big Mike continuing his uh, feud with Minoru Suzuki. So, I liked it. I thought it was good. I'm always here for Minoru Suzuki beating up people with a smile on his face. He was literally choking Michael Elgin out on the ringside by the commentary booth with a big old smile on his face. And I was like, you know what? There's something about a man who appreciates his work, no matter how dastardly or evil (laughs) it is. I mean, it wasn't a smile. He was laughing maniacally, people. Maniacally. Which reinforces my theory about him. But I agree. I agree. There is something about seeing a man choke another man with the towel and laughing maniacally as he's enjoying himself. It's good to see for some reason. I, I agree with you. He went ham on the Young Lions. Abushi got dominated. Um, but then the tides changed. Michael did a great high kick. Um, good match. Fun match. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Now, probably for one of the matches of the night, we have Team Taguchi, as in Ricochet, and Taguchi, the IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, defending against Kanemaru and Taichi. Um, let me kind of set up the destruction Hiroshima. It's kind of set up as, you know, Suzuki Gun has got a chance to go for all the titles that they don't have. So this is kind of being like, the night where they can take over New Japan as has been their mission uh, in the year since they've come back 
Um, so this is kind of like the the launching point for like the Suzuki gun. Can they, uh, you know, fulfill their prophecy type show? So Ricochet takes out Taichi with a suicide dive on the outside. Taguchi then grabs the ankle lock on Kanamaru. Kanamaru tries to get to the ropes, but Ricochet hits a 450 splash on Kanamaru to stop his attempt. Ricochet then takes out Taishi with another dive to the floor, and Kanamaru finally has to tap out, and Team Taguchi retains the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. Woo-hoo. So, Moto. Yes. Ricochet, at two points in this match, when he first gets tagged in on the hot tag, and he's going off, he literally wrestled like a whole wrestling match between two men by himself. He did like 14 things before he took a, a breath. It was like, holy smokes. And then this finishing sequence with one dive, then coming through, stopping Katamara with the 450, and then diving again back out on Taichi. The man is just amazing. Well, 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 dang, Don, you just, just took, took everything. You just, you just said everything. I, that, Listen, you heard the man. You heard what he just said. That is exactly what happened. Ricochet did all that. All that. I know what that man is made of. All right. I am trying to figure that out. But I don't know. I don't know what he drinks. I don't know what he eats. But the man is just amazing. And I'm starting to think a bit underrated. A bit underrated. Just because he does so much. He does so much. And yeah, we we almost kind of take it for granted. Because yes, he's so smooth. Yes, yes, he does flips. Yes, he, he he has power too. But he is like a total package. A total package in a wrestler. And this was amazing. A lot of stuff he did here. Like, hats off to Ricochet. Hats off to the Gucci too. But honestly, Don said it all. Watch the match. It was that good. Yeah, this was a, a Ricochet showcase for sure. And uh, Kanemura was pretty good too. I really like him, actually. Of of all the Suzuki Gun guys, I like Minoru, Zack Saber, and Kanemaru. Those are like my the guys I really like to see them wrestle because I think he and El Despi to throw him in there because they can really go. So I appreciate them. Uh, after this match, Moto's fave Rocky Romero he jumps in the ring. He gets on the mic. He said he's bringing Rapongi three thousand to challenge Team Taguchi. For the junior tag team titles. Rapongi 3K. So there's a lot of speculation. Is it Rocky Romero and a new partner? Is Rocky Romero going to be the manager of a new tag team? What do you think? He said, Taguchi, you're not the only one who can be a coach. He could be a manager, but I'm not sure because, you know, Taguchi still is a coach while being part of the team, you know? It's, it's, I I could see him being with another person, but. At the same time, wouldn't that kind of be a kiss off to Trent? Even though I know Trent went solo, like I, I he could bring other people. He still, he still got it though. He's not old. He's not too old. I don't, so I don't know. I don't know because you know when he was with do you with Kozlov? Do you remember that? Were you, yes, I do. Yeah, New Japan then. Okay. Yes. And they were forever hooligans. Yes. Okay. Now. Then he, when Kozlov quit and didn't want to wrestle anymore, and then he got with Beretta, he just changed up the name totally. So they went to like something completely different. So I don't know. He might kind of be like a manager or kind of do the player coach thing where he's not always wrestling, but he's just around a team. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's cool. Well, I, I think it, he, he, I don't think he'll be wrestling. I, I, I agree with you. I think he'll be a manager, which would be, which he'd be great. I mean, come on. It's Rocky. Right. So we have another triple threat IWGP tag team title match between War Machine, Gorillas of Destiny, and the Killer Elite Squad. Tongaloa cuts off the Killer Bomb, but gets tossed out of the ring by David Boy Smith Jr. Henson hits a big dive on the outside, then he gets back up on the ropes, and War Machine hits David Boy Smith Jr. with the fallout, and War Machine retains again. This uh, this this match had good pacing. Um, I liked when Tonga picked up Hanson with ease this time. There was some confusion later on about who was legal and who was not, which kind of made it a bit messy. Some good spots here. Um, I wasn't surprised that War Machine retained. It wasn't as good as um, in their other one in uh, Destruction Fukushima, but solid match nonetheless. All right. Next up, 
Chaos, consisting of Okada, Ishii, Yano, Will Osprey, and Gato, versus Los Ingabonables de Japón, Naito, Evil, Sanata, Takahashi, give it to me. And the ticking time bomb. Takahashi, and Bushi. Um, LIJ is working over Ghetto when Okada comes in to make the save. Evil hits everything is evil on Okada. Bushi hits the MX on Gato, and LIJ is victorious. I I like this match. Not surprised at the result, of course. They uh they they used uh, Okada's feelings and 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 got the job done. And it's 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 LIJ. What can I say? Good synergy. Good just. Good everything. I love Lij. I just love Lij, and they're really setting it up for Evil to really be in Okada's head. Mm-hmm. After the match, Naito goes after the bad knee of Ishii, and Evil gives Okada Darkness Falls on a stack of chairs. Naito then puts Ishii in the figure four, and Lij is standing tall while Okada needs help to go to the back. So. Yeah, they're doing a really good job of getting Evil strong, leading up to this match with uh, this one-on-one match for the title with Okada. Uh, he's trying to wear him down, taking all the shortcuts he can to weaken him. And, you know, Okada has been just getting by at these title matches. So that's a pretty good strategy. Oh, yeah. Keep on wearing him down in between. Right. Because he's he's got to break down. All right. Next, we have the highly decorated IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Kushida. Defending against El Despi, a.k.a. Desperado. Kushida locks in the hoverboard lock from the top rope, and he rolls into the center of the ring. Kushida then transitions into Back to the Future, and he gets the win. Uh, of course, Kushida in a longer match with someone who can really go high-level stuff. Um, Kushida with really good selling. You know, I really like watching Kushida matches when he gets his time to to defend this title. I think he's one of the best, actually, just pure wrestlers in New Japan. So it's always entertaining for me. Uh, I agree. This this match was was great to see, and El Desperado got to give him kudos too. The the medicine chef. Um, I loved when um, Kushida had the hover lock, and then it it got reversed to the stretch buckler because El Desperado had him the stretch buckler, and it was for so long. And I was just like, wow. And you're right. The selling was, was great in this. And then when um, a great moment was when he, Desperado, took off his mask and then threw it to Kushida. And then they signaled to the ref, you know, to try to get a stoppage. Uh, you know, a different tactic, which I liked. Um, and uh, I, I liked the match. It was just good. It was good stuff between the both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Kushida has definitely been one of the unsung heroes of, of the run that New Japan has been on this year. So kudos to him and uh you know hopefully he continues to have good health and keeps putting on these good matches now we get to our main event of the evening wait. as we have the yes. wait. Oh, oh, oh excuse me before we get to the main event there were some after match uh happenings that happened with Kushida and desperado the aerial assassin will osprey comes now he says that Kushida is great he says that he's wrestled Kushida twice. Kushida's gotten the best of him, and he's just got to have one more chance at him, and he wants it to be on October 9th at the King of Pro Wrestling. Takahashi comes down to try to toss his hat in the ring, but before he could even say anything, he gets knocked the fuck out by Will Ospreay. I know this hurts your feelings a lot. It, he took an L, and I'm like, what? what is going on? What what does this mean for Takahashi? I didn't even care. That's that's the I didn't even care about Will Osprey versus Kushida for a second because I was like, what what, what does where, where where does he go? Where does Takahashi go? What does this mean? Well, maybe what they may be setting up is I've seen a lot of Bushi and Takahashi tag team in like some you know some other promotions. I've seen a lot of those matches circulating around the internet. So maybe they're getting ready to form a tag team between those two and go after the juniors. Uh, wouldn't that be a waste for Takahashi, especially after his great run? Well, I guess you have to kind of reset yourself a little bit. So give him something else to do while they do the Kushida and Will Ospreay thing again or whatever they decide to do and then have him come back. 
That's fair. You can't have the spotlight all the time, John Cena. Oh, so, so, <laughs> wrong promotion. I'm sorry. You can't have the spotlight all the time, no matter what, what company. <laughs> all right. So now we'll put the spotlight back on the main event. The ace, Tanahashi, versus my guy, Zack Sabre Jr. for the IWGP Intercontinental title. Tanahashi fights off the hanging guillotine, and he hits a trio of twists and shouts. Tanahashi then hits Zack Sabre Jr. with the sling blade, followed by the high fly flow, and Tanahashi retains the Intercontinental title. A very hard-fought match. Of course, Zack Sabre Jr. was putting that bicep through all kinds of torture and, and pressure, but the ace, resilient like he always is, found a way uh i have to say that this was this this match was basically the it just confirmed to me how brilliant of a booker ghetto is because tanahashi looked like the underdog going to this match and he's the champion mind you just because of the previous matches zack saber jr when zack saber jr had his number and basically that that one match where he basically broke it down broke it down. And this match was basically the blow off to that. In their previous bouts, Zack Sabre Jr. always had Tanahashi, always outsmarted him, always had an answer, always always had something. And Tanahashi just could not figure it out. So we start off that Tanahashi goes straight down to the mat, which kind of surprised me. And he's always going for a headlock. But then Zack Sabre Jr. reverses it and it's a back and forth between them. And when Tanahashi finally gets a hold of Zack Sabre Jr. to put him in a submission hold, he smiled. Like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe maybe this tactic will work. And so the story's building here. Tanahashi is like, okay, maybe I've got this figured out. I'm going to put power and put more technical wrestling into it. So you see that before, I always said that it was checkers versus chess. Next, it was chess versus chess. And at this point, I'm starting to feel that Tanahashi is going to outsmart Zack Sabre Jr. He puts pressure on his wrist. And when he gets it, he got the wrist lock really locked in. He yells, Yosh! Like, I've really got this. Yes. And now Zack Sabre Jr. is frustrated. He actually goes out and he kicks the barricade in frustration. And I'm thinking to myself, oh yeah, absolutely. It's, he's got his number. Because now, all the usual tactics didn't work. That's not to say that he did not pull out all the stops for him. Rocky Romero on commentary called him a mat magician. And that's exactly what Zack Sabre Jr. is. Don't get it twisted. He really got Tana all over the place with his holds as usual. But um, after a while, he went to the, bu- the bum bicep of Tana. And I felt that that would be his undoing. And sure enough, it was. And we all know how it, it, it went. And it just it was just great to see that Tanahashi outsmarted Zack Sabre Jr. And, and was victorious. Great match. Great storytelling. Great booking. Yeah, yeah. Zack Sabre Jr., Came up just a little bit short, but another great effort. Another match where somebody got over in defeat. Uh, definitely, he's mm-hmm. been my favorite throughout the uh, G1. And, of course, you know when he had all the belts and he was coming out with, like, the three belts at a time, you know I was popping huge for that. So, yeah, I've just been a big fan ever since I saw him for the first time in the Cruiserweight Classic, and I'm just happy that he's in New Japan. So keep it up, Zack Sabre Jr. He's going to get a major title soon. So this time, I want to remind everybody you are listening to Cast of Strong Style. You can find us on CSPN.us. You can also follow us on Twitter at Cast Strong Style. So, Moto, we're going to preview the destruction card. Wait. I know I didn't. Wait. I know I didn't tell you that. Wait. You forgot something after the match. What happened? The, the promo happened, and then what? I must have turned it off too fast. Tell me. Whoa. See? What happened was that basically our friend Kota Ibushi came out to challenge Tanahashi. Oh, uh, see, I, I turned it off too mm. soon. Mm-hmm. So it seems like someone took Moto's advice, came home, and now is reaping the benefits. <laughs> uh, Kota versus Tanahashi one-on-one. Yeah, that should be fun. Fun? That's going to be a great match between them. Great, great uh, yeah. match between them. Yeah, 
yeah, high level stuff. So that's what I get for being t- because he did the promo. It must have been when they went to the back because when he was in the ring, nothing happened. And so usually that's when I make that my determination if I'm going to see, see him go to the back and drink beer or not. And if nothing usually happens, I usually won't watch that part. But I have to start sticking to the end. But yes, that's 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 fine. And yes, you can go on and 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 preview destruction and Kobe because. Your co-host is prepared. All right. So we've got Kawato and Tenzan versus Uminu and Oka as our opening match. So that should be fun, as always. Um, we've got Juice and Thunder Liger and Tiger Mask versus Wait, El- wait, 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 wait. Can we do something yeah. different? Yes. I'd like to make a bet. Bet. Go ahead. We, whoever gets, whoever gets the most predictions right. Okay. To oh yes oh this is gonna be a good one. Whoever oh. wins this bet has to answer by a nickname that their co-host makes for them. Oh no! <laughs> yes, yeah, so if you lose, if you lose, I'm I I will give you a nickname and you have to answer to it for the next show. <laughs> and on Twitter too. Okay, thanks. For the purpose of good podcasting, sure, Moto, I'll take you up on your bet. Fabulous. I've got my notebook right here and I am ready. Oh, oh, ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. You thought you could fool the genius. Not today, sir. This is a cast a strong style version of who you got with higher stakes. So who you got for the first match? I'm going to go with my guy, Kawato, and Tenzan, just because he's my guy. Okay. We agree on that. Okay. So I'm safe there. Next (laughs) match. Jushin Thunder Liger and give it to me. Tiger! Mask versus El Despi and Taka Michinoku. Uh, Ooh, I'm going with Legend Liger me. and Tiger Dad. And that's what I was going with too, so I'll do that one as well. That you can't groom me on all of them, alright? I'm not, I'm not going to try to. I'm going to try to make it interesting. Next up, David Finley and Makabe versus your guy. The King of Beef. And Michael Elgin. You go first this time. Uh, I'm going to go with the King of Beef because I have to. Okay. Well, I'm going to take Michael Bay and David Finley on this one. And watch them win, too. We get Bad Luck Fale, Chase Owens, and Yujiro versus Beretta, Goto, and Yoshihashi in his wig. I'll take Bullet Club. Um... I will actually take uh, chaos on this one. Mm, okay. Next up, Suzuki Gun consisting of Taichi, uh, Azuka, and Kanamaru versus Taguchi Japan consisting of Tanahashi, Ricochet, and Taguchi. I'll take uh, Taguchi Japan on this one. Um, I agree with you on this. All right. IWGP Tag Team Championship match. Triple Threat again. War Machine versus Gorillas of Destiny versus KES Killer Elite Squad. Y'all go for third time in a row? No, I'm going for an upset. Give me KOD in this one. KOD or KES? KOD. GOD, excuse me. GOD. Gorillas of Destiny. Excuse me. You're saying Gorillas of Destiny going on this? Yep. I'm going going to uh, say they're going to retain again. War Machine. Okay. Okay. But wait, what happens if they... I guess no one gets a point then. If KES actually upsets. <laughs> That's just the way it, it, it rolls on that one. Okay. Alright, so we have Rocky Romero, Ishii, and Yano versus Evil... Oh, excuse me, Bushi, Sonata, and Naito. Excuse me. Sorry, lost my place on that one. No worries. L.I.J. for me. I'm going to take Chaos. I see Yano maybe pulling off the little blow. Stealing one here. Next up, Okada and Will Ospreay versus Evil and Takahashi. The ticking time bomb. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Okada and Ospreay. All right, I'm gonna go with Lij. I think Evil's on a roll. He's gonna continue, and then our main event for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. We have. Kenny Omega versus Jose Robinson. Uh, Kenneth Omega. Kenneth Omega. 
yeah, I'm going to go with Kenny as well. So there you go. A little fun game and a preview of the destruction card in Kobe. It's going to be happening this Sunday, September 24th on NJPW World. So please check it out. And I will be actually posting a lovely picture of our picks so that if you want to keep track and keep score and uh, give me some nicknames for Don when he loses. <laughs> Are you going to try to live tweet this one? Like I as it happens? Not. Like I live live? Yes. In, I might. in the middle I, of the morning? Yeah, I, I, might, I might try to do that, yes. Okay, might. Well, see. That's why she's the best co-host in the business, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. As you are as well. All right. At this time, as always, it's time for Moto's Rave or Rant. So, Moto, what do you have for me this week? Well, I am feeling quite generous since you are going to lose. So, I thought we will have a discussion of sorts because I am, while I'm a genius, I do, you know, ponder things and something dawned upon me. There is not a women's division in New Japan. Now, for me, I'm not sure. I might be leaning one way or another. I'll just say this. There's a lot of reasons to do a, a women's division for New Japan. There, I mean, many women, there's a lot of women around the world to choose from. There are so many other promotions. You have Shimmer. You, I mean, you have Women of Honor, for example, like, you could do that. It'll strengthen ties with their fellow promotions. Like I just said, there is Women of Honor. Keep in mind, too, Brandy Rhodes, who is Cody Rhodes' wife, wrestles for them as well. So that's something to think about. They can use this to create even more content with storylines. Involve Brandy Rhodes. Involve other wrestlers. Then you, you open that up. And that's more places for women wrestlers to wrestle in. And why not? You've already set a standard, especially, you know, for males. Like, it's no doubt New Japan is one of the best wrestling companies in the world. Why can't it be that way for women as well? I mean, think about the merch. How much merch are you going to sell? There's a lot of women who, who attend. Why not? Why not, you know, cater to them with women wrestlers and little girls? Little girls grow up to be women. You're getting money right off the bat for, you know, as long as they're a fan. I mean, it opens it up for more stories and feuds. And I said before, you can set an even better standard. Look I look at WWE. Look at the Mae Young Classic just happened. We, like, I watched, I watched some of it. There was some fantastic stuff. But let's be real. Are a lot of those women going to be signed? Probably not. And they might just go on their way. It was really exposure. But why not? Why not have something like that in New Japan? Look at look at some of the way look if we look at the division, the women's division of WWE, it's really not that great at the moment. You have an opportunity. If you're going into the United States, you have that opportunity. There are cons, though. I mean, you you that's less time for an already stacked roster and to, for, for the office. Like, I don't even know how they do this balancing act with everybody in the company. Because just about everybody is just really, really good at their job. So for, for booking purposes and all that, that's that's going to be a challenge. You have a culture difference, so that could affect a lot of storylines. It's a bit risky because they're already starting the California Dojo and they're expanding here. So you've got a lot going on. So with all that, what do you think, Don? I think like you, it would be hard to find a spot for them on the card. I think it's a good idea, like you're saying, all the pros that you're mentioning as far as more exposure, more places for women to work, merchandise, uh, you know, people making money, becoming big stars. Yeah, all that is true. I'm like you, though, where would they fit them in? It would almost behoove New Japan just to start their own women's promotion to give them their own platform where they can truly get the time and exposure that they really would need because eventually it would still be like WWE where they can only feature a handful of people at a time because it's just not enough time on the card for if they had a roster full of talented women, whereas if they had their own promotion where they could, you know, have 25 people on the roster and then, you know, everybody could get a chance to display what they can do. So I, I just think that 
maybe not in the form of what we think of New Japan, as in the show that we watch and review every, you know, two weeks or so, but maybe if they had their own just like a stardom, but it was New Japan or how All Japan has their all women, uh, you know, New Japan might need to go that route. Well, then if you do that promotion, then that's something I don't think would be feasible at the moment for them, unless they're, they're making a lot more than what I know, you know, unless, you know, they're getting more income. Like it's, it's, it's going to take a lot of money and a lot of time to, to get it, the ball rolling on a, on a brand new promotion and you, you're starting risk. You have to do different deals. And so you're, you're saying another promotion that's really risky, especially with their expansion. Right. I'm just thinking about. I don't want them to try to be like, okay, we're going to start a women's division, but then they can only showcase four women at a time because, you know, they just don't have the time to 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 put in a whole bunch of the women's storylines and build the characters and build the feuds and build the stories because they have so many of these great, you know, other matches that they got to get in. So that's what I'm just saying. It, it kind of is great in theory, but it seems like they're always going to fall victim to the main storylines and the guys to what they, you know, to, to what they really care about. Whereas if you could give them their own singled out platform where maybe, Hey, every other show is just an all women show or something different, you know what I mean? Where they can get the time that they deserve and they don't get rushed and they're not just the, Oh, this is the match before intermission and everybody's trying to go do something else because they know the intermission is coming up next. Mm. You know? I see what you're saying. I I actually would like that. I would like that. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. If they do something like that, maybe two, three years at the very earliest. But I can see that they could have, you know, uh, another promotion. You call it New Japan Women or whatever. And just just do it like that. And maybe you do have, you do have them connected at some point. Like maybe you do have, let's say there's a wrestler that may be in New Japan that's like injured or vice versa or, you know, they can work on different skills by popping into the the other promotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there can be some 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 interplay for sure, especially when you have like the bigger events when you have the you know the G one and the best of Super Junior Finals and um, Tokyo Dome where you can have you know feature you know some of those women on those events too. So I mean, it's definitely would be viable. It may not be the most pressing thing that they have on their list right now. It may be like number three or number four, but yeah, I think it's something that they could look into and be profitable with. And it wouldn't be hard for them to build up a roster. That is true. So we'll see what, what, what time does and what, what they do. I think it would just, it would be a good idea to feature women in new Japan. All right. Well, thank you as always for that thought provoking discussion. Uh, That's really, um, you know, Really something to think about in so many different levels and layers. So at this point, open it up to your shout outs or anything else that you'd like to add to this episode of Cast a Strong Style. I want to say um, we lost a legend very recently. His name was uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. He was a brilliant mind, brilliant wrestler, brilliant manager, and really changed the wrestling world for the better. Um, he had such a comedic he had comedic timing he was just his his tactics were just amazing amazing just like s level stuff that he did if if you had someone that needed to be heel you would pair them with bobby heenan he was one of the best heels ever i mean we're talking about a man that made people boo andre the giant who was beloved for so long like that's 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 some stuff you know and then when he was paired with Mr. Perfect and even just his, his commentary, he was just sharp, quick-witted. And, and he, you know, he, he really did a lot for this business. And as, as a fan, you know, I'm, I'm very saddened to hear that he passed away. And, you know, my thoughts go out to um, his, his family, his friends, and, and all of us fans who really lost someone. Yeah, yeah, I definitely second your sentiments. Uh, 
Bobby the Brain was one of the best personalities to ever come across wrestling, not to mention um, a performer as far as in-ring goes. Definitely one of the best managers, talkers, and uh, commentators. I think a lot of people you know, know him more for his commentary than his managing at some point. It just depends on kind of when you got into wrestling. If you're a much older fan, you remember him as a performer actually wrestling. Um and then kind of transitioning over to be a manager. If you're kind of in the middle, like I am, you remember him being a manager and being a commentator. And -hmm. if you're younger, you just remember him being, you know, just a commentator. So, you know, he's definitely struck like, you know, 40 years worth of wrestling fans. Um, So definitely a big loss to the business. And, um, you know, so there'll never be another Bobby DeBrain Heenan, just his wit and his humor, uh, his one-liners, his, Interplayed with Gorilla Monsoon uh, on the commentary. Uh, it's just so much fun. And uh, he had the best lineup ever heard one night. He's like, Tony Schiavone, he's like, you know why you kick a man when he's down? Because he's closer to your foot. That's why, Schiavone. <laughs> <laughs> and that's always kind of stood out uh, to me. So just one of the many great one-liners that uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan gave the wrestling fans for entertainment. So yeah, you're right. He definitely will be missed. So um, just want to give a shout out to classic to uh, everybody at CSPN, to all of the new Japan wrestling fans, everybody who uh, does a lot of tweets and uses a hashtag cast of strong style. People who follow the Twitter account cast strong style and Miyamoto on Twitter. We appreciate you guys so very much. So um, if you're apt or want to stay up till four or five in the morning and live tweet with moto this sunday please feel free to do so use the hashtag cast a strong style as uh destruction from kobe will be taking place again the main event juice robinson versus kenny omega talk about somebody who's come a long way in the last two years juice robinson from castaway nxt to a main event in new japan for a title so see how that plays out so moto anything else you'd like to add before we Finally, go. Thank you to our listeners. And thank you for losing, Don. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll, come, we'll be back with the grand tally and the nickname for uh, the loser of our little game that we played to preview destruction. So for my co-host, Moto, I'm Don DeLorente, and this has been episode 12 of Cast of Strong. Strong stop, stop, stop. stop.